0: What is happening guys? Welcome to another edition of the Monday Morning Blues. I'm your host Christian Hansen, as always. Hope everyone had a great weekend. This is episode 33. Um there's two episodes this week. I know, it's kind of crazy, right? Um I kind of got lost. I forgot, you know, what the schedule looked like and boom. I'm releasing two. So, here we go. This is episode 2 today. Uh we had Brian Durbin to start the day. Now tonight we have Kenny Portolaccio. I believe I'm saying that right. Um, friend and local musician around the Chicago line area. He has his own band, the KP3 Trio. And he's in another band. They're covering like 90s music called Run Forest Run. Um, Talked to him a few weeks back about for oh, a little over an hour. I Had a great time with it. It's always fun being able to talk to people that you see on stage weekly and stuff like that, and the local, uh, you know, scene. It's pretty cool. I don't know why I, I like doing that stuff. Case in point, Brian Durbin's interview on the show as well. So um, I've been having fun with, with some of those with some of those type of interviews as of late as well. I'm not going to talk too much in this because I kind of ranted and raved in the Brian Durbin one in the intro. So I'll just kind of get to the interview. Be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify and iHeartRadio as well if you haven't done so yet. That'd be great. Be sure to leave a review if you can. I think my girlfriend is the only one to have left a review yet. Um, She's the only one on Apple to have left a review. And that was in March. So reviews help because they actually, um, it's... The way the, the algorithms are set up and the more reviews and ratings, the higher you get placed and stuff like that. Now, I'm not going to tell you what to rate the show. That's what you do. But leave a review, even if you say show sucks, piece of shit, whatever. Uh, I wouldn't suggest you do that or I wouldn't like you do that. But anything, like if there's a reviews, it, it all helps. So anything you can do to help the show, that'd be great. We do have merch. Um, it is the holidays, kind of taking a swing uh in the dark here at this one but if you want you can go up there get some merch you just go to our website com. just hit on shop and boom there you go have fun with it let me know if there's anything you like up there that isn't up there and I'd get it up there and right away I'd make it work and have the product available so you can guys can go ahead and get it let me know what it is that you guys are looking for if you have any questions about the show uh, if you, there's anybody you'd like to see, you can email me or my girlfriend Emma. She's assistant and helping manage the show. Uh, she'll be fully into the role, a little bit more active, um, once school kind of blows by and she gets her stuff back on track. But you can email me or her, just Christian or Emma at the Monday Morning Blues. So you can email me. It's just Christian at the Monday Morning Blues dot com or Emma at the Monday Morning Blues dot com. Or if you just want to send a general message just about the show, just send it to the Monday Morning Blues at gmail.com and one of us will get back to you. Without further ado, my interview with Kenny Portovicello of Run Forest Run and the KP3 Trio. Enjoy. First and foremost, Kenny, it's glad to have you on. Second thing is, how the hell do you say your last name? I've been trying to fucking figure this out like past couple days. I didn't want to message you and be like, could you like phonetically break it down for me? And yeah. How yeah. It, how, it, I, I, how do you say it?
1: Right. So there's there's two ways you can say it. Oh, so the Americanized way is like uh, Padalicio. That's oh, yeah, what I totally did not guess that. Now the the Italians in our family pronounce it. Uh because it used to be spelled P O T, O L E C C. It, it you know, over the years it gets lost, you know, right. from its roots. Uh, the Italians pronounce it Potallechio, so a little yeah, different.
0: O oh for two, I uh, <laughs> yeah, I I said I think it was Potallecello. I don't know. Like I was just trying to that's, figure it out. I'm like, I'm gonna sound like a jackass. <laughs> like, this no, is how no, it's gonna how- start.
1: No, that sounds good too. That's that's not bad. Yeah.
0: No. No. I'm just trying to think. So I I ran into you the first time. I think it was at Evenflow last. Was it last summer? Last, no, maybe last fall. Um, I think last I told fall. you. Last fall. Some yeah, around there. Um, and I I remember I told you recently it was the whole when you did the the trio song. Uh, who did you think I was or whatever? Fucking hooked yeah, you, yeah. man. I was like, all right. <laughs> I, I I assumed that you were gonna like. Just, oh, he's gonna play this the whole time. And then he switched it up. Like you're really freaking kind of diverse as far as um, you know, kind of your catalog of stuff that you play. Um, that song in particular, what is it about like uh mayor for you that that kind of pulls you in? I'll tell you why it pulls it in for me, but I'm just kinda interested because like he's like an artist now, man, where it's like he's lost so much like traction. To where, like, if I find someone who says they like John Mayer, I go, "Ooh, like, you like him too? Yeah. Like, there's another per- Like, he's lost like so much. Like, I don't know. It's like it's not 2006 anymore. Everyone fucking liked the guy. You now everything is different. Yeah. Now, what is it about his music that that pulled you in? Because I know you're a huge fan. Yeah, one of the
1: things with John is, uh, you know, you get when you listen to a lot of them. A lot of different music people are like oh mm-hmm. you know you should listen to this you should listen to that right. and you know and usually i'll i'll listen like if it's like oh you should listen to pat Matheny. okay i'm gonna listen to pat metheny oh, yeah. like, oh i like this but with john it was never like that it was just he was i just listened to him it wasn't like it was really uh you know was it wasn't forced it just like happened experience yeah i just started listening to him it's not like you know somebody said you should listen to john mayer right. or you know i just I really just dig this music and I don't know how I, you know, heard of him. It was before all the dead and company stuff, you know, Mm. he hears music on the radio and it's really great. Uh, But John just has a really cool way of playing and his style has changed over the years. Mm. And he's, you know, Mm. playing with the dead, you know, he said in interviews, he's like, you know, I've never played with my pinky before playing with the dead. Right And, you know, just cool stuff like that. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. And, um, you know, John's just really unique and he plays with his fingers. Yeah. Doesn't play with a pick, you know, just the, right. the, the little strange. things. Yeah, it's
0: awesome. You know, the interesting thing, though, is about that is um, is I, I know you're more of a dead head than you are. You're more <laughs> of a jam band than you are yeah. of him. So it's like, obviously, I think, it. it do you feel like there's this? a little bit of bias in the sense that you've always been a deadhead fan and he came along and stuff like that. As far as yeah. Piquing interest. Um
1: When I heard about him joining the dead. Yeah. Uh you know, I was like, Oh, that that's going to be cool. It's going right. to be definitely cool. And, you know, I know he was playing with Bobby Weir mm-hmm. uh, early before that, you know, maybe two or three years before that, And mm-hmm. you know, there was talk about it and, um, there was a whole list of people that were qualified to do that, you know, to take the Jerry part. Right. But, um, John's doing a good job and they, uh, yeah. they rehearse a lot and they, you know, he's got great gear. He's got great text, He's got, great people on his side and mm-hmm. i think he's doing a good job with the death.
0: I, I think he's i think he's uh he's doing well in in career but you know not to like venture off just start talking about him yeah. i just always like to try to bring in things that kind of how I, how i ran into you and stuff like that but for you yeah. musically what was it i mean do you are you coming from a very i mean you're in a couple bands right now the kp3 and then run Forest Run. it's an interesting name i like it. yeah um growing musically what was what was the the scene like at home for you was it very similar as, to where you are now or is it polar opposites between your family and you you mean as far as influences like, like yeah know? interests is, like listening to and stuff like i've had people you know mom and dad one's classical one's yeah, yeah. rock, and then you have what was it like for you at home as far as that dynamic goes in music days
1: there wasn't necessarily a lot of music. It wasn't like, you know, mom or dad was playing music in the house every day. But it was like um just like little things. Like my dad would, you know, explain to me certain kinds of music that, you know, he liked, but mm-hmm. like really obscure stuff. So he would say, Oh, I like jethro Tull,"
0: mm-hmm. Or
1: I was really into um Procol Hero or Cactus. Ooh. And all these bands that weren't necessarily huge bands. Mm-hmm. But it's so, you know, I listen to that stuff, and um, my mom's side of the family, all of uh, her brothers play mm-hmm. music. My, my mom. mom is <laughs> not... Uh, she's not.
0: She's, she's the oddball.
1: Yeah, she doesn't play anything.
0: Oh, but, wow. Okay. Uh,
1: but all of my uncles, you know, ride Harleys, the cowboy
0: boots, oh, everything. Oh, wow. So she's, she's really the oddball.
1: Yeah, he's, you know... Uh, my uncle Kenny, who I was named after, he, oh, he no influence on me uh, he does a lot of country stuff, all the brothers did all like country, mm. but like southern rock stuff, so
0: okay, That's like blues bass then
1: yeah, absolutely,
0: that's awesome. that's cool. now, when you started playing, what was like wh- when when did that happen for you, and at what point were you like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to try this band thing. Cause I'm, I mean like getting into a band is not something it, it's, this is the way I look at it. It's the same thing with, with the podcast and I struggle with it every day. It's you do things cause it's really fun. You enjoy it. But then once it starts to become something like a little bit more serious, you kind of start to not be as interested in it as much as you were before, because now it's yeah. something that's like has to be done. What age was it for you that you're like, you know what, I think I'm gonna try to do this band thing. And was it something you wanted to do at the start? Or you're like, you know, I'm just going to have fun with it. And then
1: I always wanted to be in a band. I started playing when I was nine. So I was pretty young. Wow. Um, The only problem was I had terrible, terrible stage fright as a child.
0: Oh, yeah, man. I think everyone does.
1: I I, I, I was thinking about this this morning while I was waking up, I was like, "Ah, you know, I figured you were going to ask a question like this. So I started thinking about it. And, um, you know, I remember probably in high school, there was an event that we did, my band played, you know, at that point, I was kind of just like, you know what, I'm, I'm tired of being afraid on stage. And I kind of just did it, you know, and I just go up there and I just do my thing. And uh, Mm. I still get you know, very yeah. anxious before I play shows and I have certain things I do, but, you know, um, I've always wanted to play on stage. I see people all the time, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm just like, I I could do that. It's yeah. something that I feel like just second nature.
0: Mm-hmm. Now is, is the whole, the whole stage fright thing is interesting. It's like, for me, when I started to do that and like, I, I think is like, I dream every time, like I envision myself, like, I, I just wish I could like actually play like, like play a guitar like actually decently but it's like getting up there the first time was the hardest part and then after that it's like people have to like pry you off it's like an it's like an attic like oh yeah you're absolutely You're hooked, and it's like but the thing is for me you said you still go through the whole fright thing sometimes i mean for me it's like there's two places to be at the house pub or even flow those two places i have like the that's not that's being on stage is not like i would not scared the slightest at all getting up there because it's venues that you've been at nonstop is that is it still the same for you though at places like that even like you still get a little like oh kind of really
1: there's uh i play i sit in with a band uh called pbj they play it oh yeah from uh, even guy from
0: blotto's in that, right yeah
1: um paul
0: uh bobby Mm -hmm. jeff and johnny awesome Uh,
1: those guys are really great to me um but, you know, even when I play with them at Evenfall, or, you know, we used to play really Wigglies. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's just one of those things. It's it's not about the venue. It's just, you know, you wanting to re- represent yourself, you know. Sometimes you have bad shows, and right. uh, that's, like, what I fear the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I've played uh, – it, it doesn't matter how big the crowd is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least from a smaller of, yeah. standpoint, because you know I haven't played. You know, for you know, with Run, Force, Run, we played uh, in Madison, probably the two, three hundred people, and you know, it's that's that's a, a lot of people. That's a yeah. lot of people, but it's you know, it's it's the same. It's not like oh, there's three hundred people or five hundred people out there, yeah. you know, and I'm scared shitless. It's just, just like. It's just like, okay, we have the show. I need to mentally right. prepare. Mm-hmm. It's And then when I play, everything's gone. Everything in my yeah. brain's gone. I know, it's nuts. It's but like it... once
0: you – as soon as you start, <laughs> it's like all that for this. Like that's that's dumb. I, I don't understand what it is. It's it's strange. Even guys like Buddy Guy, like even – when the dude's 83 years old now, he, he yeah. still has to drink like four shots of Remy Martin before he gets on stage because <laughs> he's still scared to death. Like dude, yeah, he's been doing this his whole life. Like what do you – there's people that is.
1: that nationally tour that have to throw up before shows. It's just yeah, it's one care. of those things. It's not, I don't know. But it, but then you see like a lot of people comment. They're like, oh, you know, you you're just really in the zone. You don't have control of your face. You make yeah. a lot of faces and all this stuff. And it's like you know that's that's all that energy coming out. Yeah, you can't control anything. Anything I mm. do, any of the swaying or rocking, I don't really run around on the stage.
0: Not like you're trying to do it, you know.
1: Right, but it just happens, and people are like, happens, "What is? Yeah. What is that?" And I'm like, "That's all I, I fear and all the energy, you know, your brain right. wheel turning."
0: Yeah, no, it, it is strange. Like I don't understand it. Like I think the biggest thing is, is the the fear of having people come up afterwards and like talk to you. Like, oh man, and <laughs> then you always get the people say, "Oh, you sound so great," and then the yeah. the first thing you do is like. No, they're just saying that. I know. It's like, why do you think that is? Like, I don't understand. Like, genuinely, like people who genuinely believe that too. I I feel like everyone's just so quick to call bullshit. I don't know what it is. Like, someone could really be listening to it and really be into it. Or someone could like, look like they're not into it, but come up and say, oh my God, that was so amazing. You're like, nah, bullshit. Like, what do you think that is? Like, I don't know why I do that. I think it's just people are too hard on themselves. But is that that an issue for you too? As far as like, like me, me not believing, turning down the 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 praise like i can't i can't get over that oh yeah oh no i mean i don't know what it is
1: for me if people come up and say oh you know you sound great that's what I, i'm always Sorry. like ah yeah. thank you you know i and you know there's some people weird that about get it. Me really oh yeah and that's a good thing because there's people who um you know don't don't deserve that praise and they get it full of them people yeah yeah, and they, you know, they get an ego and it's just like, yeah, I am really good. But yeah, you, know, that. Yeah, you, you need to, you know, there's people who just need to keep that, you know, right. that light head.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I get it. Now, you guys with with your band, the, the KP3 trio and stuff like that and Run Force Run. Well, pandemic comes back in March and stuff. Shit starts to hit the fan. At that time, were, what was your show scheduling like? Were you guys playing a lot? Were you about to be playing a lot? And then boom, shit hits the fan.
1: Yeah. Uh, KP3, we were kind of just doing, you know, kind of once a month.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, no, we weren't doing a lot.
1: We were kind of playing just at even flow and um, mm-hmm. a couple gigs here and there. It was just for fun, you know, most right. of the time. Uh, Run Forest Run, we had about uh, 80 shows this year that we were supposed to do.
0: No fucking way, really?
1: Yeah, around 80. And uh, super quick, just all gone. We played. Uh, two shows,
0: since the holy Vanilla. shit! And you were supposed to have yeah. eighty around there, yeah. So right now, from March from March until right now, how many shows would have been played?
1: At least a...
0: thirty
1: or forty, maybe. Okay, it, it,
0: we still have through the end of the year, and you got another what fifty to get in from now until that. That's insane.
1: Yeah, they said uh Matt said we were projected to have you know seventy or eighty shows, and we did five shows in the beginning of the year, five or six mm-hmm. shows in the beginning of the year, and then we did two now um yeah it, it was tough, and I just joined the band at the time that <laughs> right. was right all the songs and uh and i didn't I didn't believe it i didn't I didn't realize that this was. You know, I was just like, okay, so when, you know, when are we going to play next?
0: Right. Yeah. I think everyone was like that at the start because we were like kind of like, oh, yeah, like we we're sure, you know, everything changed and stuff, but like 80 shows, that's, that's insane. Like, have you ever yeah. played that many shows in a year? No, 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 not at all.
1: This is, this was a big deal for me this year. And, uh, um, I wanted to play with them because I thought it would be a cool experience and mm-hmm. playing that many shows and, you know, playing in front of that many people you know would be a great start and it kind of just it kind of just fell on my hands
0: yeah no, that's crazy now how did you get that spot in in that band was it i mean how did that opportunity come to fruition for you
1: the story that i remember is um mike who owns even flow he called mm-hmm. me
0: oh okay wow
1: a couple days before uh friday he mm-hmm. said hey can your band play on friday and open up for mm-hmm. you know one of the headliners and i said yeah so we got our band together and we played and uh run Force run played after us and you know at the time i was just like okay cool cool band right and um i saw a uh an ad on facebook somewhere that said hey we're we're looking for a new guitar player and i was like oh okay cool and i think i think nate from my band
0: actually drummer sent
1: it to me. yeah he sent it to me he said hey they're looking for a guitar player mm-hmm. i said cool
0: and you're like you know, oh me okay
1: yeah a couple of weeks later i auditioned and they said yeah great
0: it was it was just that easy it wasn't like just for sure yeah
1: well uh we are we did not Audition
0: downtown and
1: they're like yeah it sounds great we want you to play we need somebody so awesome
0: now i you know it's, it might sound bad on me but like i've like i've I've always seen your stuff like run for Run. but i've never actually dove into the actual music it's is it mostly is it all originals is it covers what what is the the music i know it's jam band type of stuff but uh, what is for, the is no. it run for us run there's a lot of jam band stuff in there right No, no, it's all 90s music. 90s music, 90s music. I was thinking KP3. KP3's got a lot of mixed stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Uh, KP3
1: stuff, we do anything from Bill Withers to, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the John Mayer stuff or The Dead. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just anything we feel like. Uh, Sure. A lot of blue stuff, some cream, you know. Yeah. Uh, Run Force Run, it's like, uh, oh, man. It's like 180 (laughs) from that. Green Day, um Oh, what shit. else do we do? Um I can't think of any of the songs Fallout Boy. Uh I don't know about Fallout Boy. We do like um we do a lot of medleys. So we do like T V okay. medleys uh from the nineties. Uh we do like um
0: That's why you were f- playing eighty shows yeah. a year. I understand now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think I don't think I'd be playing eighty shows a year if You're I sure was well, stuff. you you never
0: know. You never know. People like that. You never know, but I mean,
1: blah are the same
0: people it. every show though, because it's like cult following with that music. Base. Yeah,
1: I know, I know. the The '90s stuff was a big refresher. It, yeah. I At first, I was like, "Ooh, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to like get into this," and I was kind of worried about my style and how I played. And I was like, "You know what? It doesn't matter." And you know, we started playing it, and a lot of those songs I do like. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really cool songs. I wanna look right now and. I mean that's crazy. Like I couldn't even imagine that
0: though. Like being like, "Hey, you gotta know sixty songs. Could you do this?" Like, uh, yeah, it was like
1: it was like they said, "Can you learn forty songs?" You know, it it wasn't. It was pretty quick, and it wasn't terribly terribly bad. Uh, A lot of those songs are pretty simple, but it's you know, I. I feel pretty good about a lot of that stuff. A lot of the yeah. learning was, um, you know, on the way to the gigs. You listen to it. That's my biggest tip to people.
0: No way. You need to
1: learn a lot of songs. Listen to it. Don't do like a karaoke track. Don't do like a, a backing track. Just listen to the track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of my, a lot of my um, learning is just Listen. By way of listening, that's it.
0: On the way to the gigs. <laughs> really? So, like, there'd be, like, I mean, for, I don't know how the hell you could do that, like, as a guitarist, like, you would, so you're one of the people who could just play by, like, you could listen and then just find it and play it.
1: Yeah. Um, oh,
0: I hate people like you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the PBJ shows were like that. You know, they play their typical songs that they do. You know, they do, like, Hall & Notes and, Oates and um, you know, Aerosmith and, uh Bob Seger and the Doobie Brothers and that stuff. But mm-hmm. um, Bobby would call me up and be like, "Hey, can you learn? Um, can you learn? Uh, Don't call us, we'll call you." By Sugarloaf, and I'm looking at my watch, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Dude, we you can ten do, minutes. like, dude. I said, there's an hour." He's like, "Yeah, just, just, just play it, pop it in, and listen to it." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> and and you know, then you're
0: able to, you can just do it.
1: Yeah. It's – don't – my advice to people who um, want to be better at improvising or, you know, learning Mm -hmm. stuff quickly is, you know, it's just – just know it. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. There's no no other option. When people say, hey, you need to know this, and it's like I got 10 minutes, okay, figure it out. I can't. couldn't
0: like (laughs) – I mean, well, the thing is with you then, you must be –
1: yeah, it comes with time. It comes with yeah. time. It, it's that's tough. not something you know, it's very tough.
0: Can't just be like, sure, I could do this and I could sing it and I could stay in key and I could stay on tempo, ten minutes. Sure, I could do yeah. it. Like that's I mean
1: that's that's hard. And you know what? Fake it till you make it. That's I a guess. big thing That's a very big thing for me. It's like um what Paul will do. But Paul Bulger Blotto, you know, mm-hmm. I I absolutely adore his style and everything, you know. He's dude's he a legend, man. It. He's
0: been doing this forever.
1: Yeah, he just does it. He he just mm-hmm. knows it, you know. And I've picked up tricks from him and a lot of other people. It's if you if you don't know the song, make up right. the words.
0: Make just go just make it. up words. It's like TJ. Just he do does that too. TJK, <laughs> <DJ> <laughs> yeah, he's my—he's uh, my, he's probably Pretty one of my cool. favorites in that sense because he just gets up there with this no fucks given attitude. He'll make up yeah. songs like live. He'll be like, "I'm just gonna say what's on my mind and make it like." That's a lot of confidence. Like I don't have that confidence to go up there because I'd be too fearful of people laughing. Like, but like you have to do it that way sometimes.
1: Yeah, we—I uh, played at uh, one of the open jams at uh, Even Flow, but I had Nate. Hackenberry uh, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, Sam uh, Cuellar and then I had um, the two uh, the brass players from Pawn Shop they're another hmm. local band they're really cool um, JB and Chris and they're like oh what do you want to play and I said they, they were talking they're like oh let's do Use Me by Bill Withers and, and I said okay cool and they're like do you know it? I'm like no let's do it
0: hmm
1: you know and i just started making up the words and they're like that sounded great i'm like great that's awesome so you that's get up I there mean.
0: and you, you you tell the crowd we're gonna do a bill with her song and then you just start making up words yeah man it's you know So you have people out there who's like trying to sing the song and they go like, oh, wait 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 a minute these aren't the words
1: no you know what as long as you have the hook nobody oh can yeah help. as long as you have musically
0: everything <laughs> down Yeah, Yeah, man. It's it's you know, it's
1: all it's all fun. And, you know, for the open jams like that, it's no big deal. I always try to come prepared for shows. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I I do sit, you know, and just with my guitar and I do, you know, bang out songs and I just, you know, I take the time to learn them. But, you know, there's situations that you can't and, you know, you just have fun with it. It's just music, man.
0: Right now from a, from a recording aspect, I, I feel like everybody I've ever met at, at a, a jam night or stuff like that, I feel like even with you, like I, I wonder, do you have much recorded stuff out there, original material out there, or is that something that like you were I, I know you have originals, I'm sure of it, but it's more of the recorded yeah. um, you know content out there um, you know that, that people could check out?
1: Um, original stuff, I really don't have much. Mm-hmm. Uh, i've been doing at the start of the pandemic um me and uh nate and sam mm-hmm. and uh dave McColskis, we've been doing in bobby's Kumachi. we've been doing mm-hmm. some videos together and we just you know cover songs and it's, it's yeah it's just a lot of fun and they're turning out pretty well for you know, yeah like, no for sure a, a two-channel interface and you know
0: your little fo- is like a focus the scar- scarlet all that stuff
1: uh, yeah, it's the pre. I have a pre sonus like audio box. Yeah, fuck it it's doesn't great. matter.
0: It all does the same thing, you know. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, awesome. Now, do you feel there's any pressure though to like, like internal pressure to put out? You I mean, like, oh, I've been playing my, you know, for forever. I've been doing. like, maybe I should. Do you feel there's pressure? or Feel that there is pressure coming from inner circle or friend that that group of friends being like, hey, you know, put out some of your own stuff. Uh. No, I don't feel a
1: lot of pressure um, when we play live, like mm. me, Nate and Sam, mm-hmm. we'll sneak in. I'll sneak in our, my own songs and people really? don't, you know, I don't, don't a- I know. don't announce it. I just play it and it's just there in the set list no, and I'm people kidding. like it and it's atmosphere and people love it and they're like, oh, what, did, you know, what was that? I said, oh, that was my, my stuff and they like it. I, you know, people try to push their music too, too, too much. much. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, oh, this is our song off the album, blah, 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 you know. And, and then you right. go to play it.
0: Now you have all the pressure in the world on you because as soon as you say I'm playing an original, I don't care how bad the song you covered before was or the how great the <laughs> first song you played that set yeah. was. As soon as you announce that, everybody yeah. in there, regardless if they've tuned in at all, they'll stop and they'll look. Because there's something about the idea of writing and putting together a song. And then playing it. Like people, no matter what kind of music it is, they'll, they'll listen to it. Is that why you do that? So you kind of get that pressure kind of off of you in the sense like, oh, fuck, they know this is mine now. I can't screw this up.
1: No, I don't feel any pressure. Really? Uh, a lot of people say, you know, I play because I like the people in the crowd or I like, right. you know, this or that. I play for myself and only myself and only to please myself. You just black them all out <laughs> yeah i mean and not to say that they don't get under my skin mm-hmm. there's a lot of times where you know people will say something you're not good enough you're not this you're not
0: that right right and
1: I, and i go home and i grab my guitar
0: and i practice that's what yeah. i do right um, well, i guess what i was what i was saying was more so about the originals and stuff like that because um you just kind of sneak in an original and then afterwards if they bring it up you you say yeah that that was mine that i guess that was more of kind of what i was trying to say is do you fear that there would be more of a kickback with an original because someone can't tell you oh you are playing it wrong it's your fucking song i mean it's, right they don't know anything do you did do you ever feel like oh like i don't know if they ask about it i'll tell them it's an original or you just it's the same aspect same mindset every time you play regardless you just don't care
1: uh you know i i play for myself that's it okay. just, yeah yeah and it's like you know if i play the song and people, it's a hard don't, thing I, to do yeah uh you know i've had people tell me you know um if if you're playing something and people don't <laughs> like it they right. don't gotta they don't gotta, cares? Come, yeah. to come, to they don't gotta come back
0: yeah, minus one Who <laughs> yeah cares? they don't
1: have to Yeah, I play for myself. They chose to be there. there, Yeah, a lot of people um, need to learn how to just, you know, play for themselves. Mm -hmm. Enjoy it for themselves. Because I I preach that so hard on a lot of young guitar players. Play for yourself because, you know, sometimes people, you know, if you're good, you're bad, you're really talented, or you're just learning, play for yourself. Because at the end of the day, that's what you do. I don't play because, you know, I want to be like, Jerry Garcia I play because you know I hear that music. His music
0: inspired you to play Exactly
1: yes exactly yeah. You know look at all these these greats who have um made a career mm-hmm. out of covering songs Right Tom Jones um a lot, a lot of the dead they cover a lot of songs you know all the oh, champions sure. covered a lot of songs mm-hmm. Um Joe Cocker made a career out of covering songs they do it because they love it, not because they're trying
0: to please somebody with a hit. Right? No, they're just doing it. Mm-hmm. No, that's so, a good. That you know, that's yeah. a good way to uh, to look at it too. I mean, even I I, I like to look at people, even like Hendricks and Bob Dylan. Like for the longest time, until I did research or until someone told me, like, I mean. Hendrix made a lot of Bob Dylan's earliest recordings bigger oh, yeah. than Bob Dylan ever made them. So it's like, yeah. you see a lot of it, like, it's crazy to, to see, especially the genres and how those two kind of crossed. Like it's you hear Bob Dylan and you hear Jimi Hendrix, you would go, there's no way hmm. that this dude would be pulling from this dude, but in music, it just happened. It's nuts.
1: Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's weird. You know, is Joe Cocker doing, you know, the Beatles or, mm-hmm. you know, same thing with Tom Jones. Tom Jones did a lot of that, too. He played mm-hmm. a lot of top 40 stuff. Yeah. People loved it. And he had, you know, probably a 12 piece band behind him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I, I think a lot of it, too, though, too, is uh, you look at bands like the Beatles, too. Um, and then bands like America. There's a lot of times there's a lot of people who didn't at first know who who drew comparisons between both of them. America, the band, and then the Beatles, because a lot of their structure and their songwriting, lyric, everything was kind of similar in the sense, but come to know it, George Martin was essentially writing a lot of America's music with America. And then you find that oh shit. So George Martin's just an absolute genius songwriter that I mean, there's, I think the songwriters too, they're very underappreciated in that sense. That's why I give a lot of credit. As much as I don't really like all of her stuff, uh, there will never be a time where I will ever discredit people like Taylor Swift, regardless of how, you know, controversial, how, w- whatever you think of her music, they're all hers. Like that's that's the most impressive thing yeah. ever. There's no one else who is writing any of that. And you see, there's a lot of people who, I mean if you have a songwriter It's been around forever But to write everything that you've ever put out That's hard to do
1: Yeah it's it's. Um, I, I like a lot of her music You know people mm-hmm. kind of bag on her for You know it's all the same breakup music It's all hers it sells. Like, yeah. It's all hers and it sells And it's yeah. great music And she's doing a great job And you know um, I've listened to like um, Like demo tapes of her music yeah. And just the process of her putting the songs together is really cool.
0: Yeah, she does a great job. It's incredible.
1: It is. Yeah. She's now, a I great think songwriting is, is, yeah,
0: it's very, it's a hard process. Like I've tried to do it a couple times. Like, I can't do this. And it's more of like putting the pieces together because anyone can write. I think anyone and everyone can write, but it's writing something that kind of, Makes and not not makes sense. I mean, you're writing it, so it makes sense to you. But making it musically makes sense. That's the hardest part, I think, for me. I mean, have you, when, when you're sitting down and writing songs, what's the what's the biggest speed bump for you as far as getting all that to kind of come together? uh you know,
1: there's there's people. Everybody has to dig for a yeah. song. Mm-hmm. People like Prince doesn't have to dig very. No, it just comes to him, (laughs) right? Or came to him. But that's but that but that's our perspective, right? No, we don't know what that is to him. You know, he could be digging pretty deep for him. But you know, he's pushing out these songs, and we're like, wow, it's just nothing. This is great. Yeah, and the same thing with the Beatles. Uh, you know, for me, uh, it's tough. You know, for something I, you know, I try not to let my influences influence mm-hmm. my own music yeah uh like too much because you know then I'm Ooh, like, that's oh, hard to do. do yeah it's like oh you know this sounds like that or you know right. this sounds like you know whatever i was listening to the mm-hmm. day before i'm like ah oh, this is like the same phrase you know right. it's oral, or it sounds like that that's mm-hmm. a big thing for me i want it to sound like me and mm-hmm. there's only a couple songs that i really feel comfortable playing in front of people to where it's like that's, that's what you. i think i sound yeah. like.
0: Yeah. Now what songs are those?
1: Um oh man dude I haven't even played them in so long. I have them somewhere in my phone.
0: I think you should um, play them sometime.
1: Yeah. Yeah man. You should bring them out, <laughs> I
0: mean, because if those are the songs that you think sound most like you, I feel like I would yeah. play the shit out of them because I you're playing those in the way that like there's just more confidence at it to mm-hmm. every time you play it cuz like you know, like it's your song. You haven't you haven't played any of those in a while. I, I think of them in my head and I sing them in my
1: head. I'm like, okay, I still, know, yeah, I still yes. know how it goes, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but, like, I haven't been able to play with a real band. That's the yeah. problem. <laughs> so I, I do keep those songs in, in the back of my mind. I don't mm. forget about them. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, Miles Davis said, you know, it's, it's the, hard, the hardest thing to do is to play like yourself. Mm. And, you know, like you said, I really, oh, I shit. should like those songs, you know, that I've written, but I, mm. I don't, uh, you know, it's hard for me to really finish a song.
0: Yeah, no, it is like, I, I, I've ever really corny song like a year and a half ago. And I still like, I'm still stuck in the same spot. Like I don't know like how to complete it. Cause it doesn't sound like there's a full song that, I mean, it's like, like less than 50 seconds, but like, it's a full written out thing. But I'm like, nah, I just, I just it's not finished yet. And I don't know, I don't know what it is, is getting over, getting over that speed bump. But the funny thing is you mentioned about sounding like someone else or sounding like yourself. Um, there's a mayor has this quote out there, and it's in a documentary about him. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's called someday I'll fly. Yeah the, yeah. the quote is you fail when you, uh, when you fail to sound or when you attempt to sound like someone else in that in that process, you fail, but while doing so, you find your own sound through that process. And I, it took me like a few times to kind of just understand that quote. But it was because he said early on he never wanted to sing, never could even imagine singing. But then he started listening to a bunch of Pearl Jam, and that's who he wanted. He loved that type of voice. And he goes, "I can't do it." But in that same process, he figured out his own voice by failing to sound like Eddie Vedder, which I thought I thought is. Interesting to look at it that way because it's the truth. Like every time, like let's say you're in a car listening to a song, you're singing the song. Blah 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 blah. If you pick up a guitar and you try to play that song, you're not going to be able to sing it that way because everyone's voice is built differently. That's the right. hardest thing in the world, especially for like your all-time favorite songs. You've listened to that so many fucking times that you know what that sounds like, and you try to replicate that sound, it just doesn't work. Is that hard for you to do? Like, for let's say, what's your all-time favorite song? Uh, I I hate that question. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I I never, I've never asked it, but in this sense, like, I've never been in this position to bring up this type of example. Like, you know what I'm trying to get at, though, right? Like, it's so hard. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, for uh, I'm trying to give a good example here. (laughs) Um, so, like my guitar rig, everything yeah. I use. I'm a very big uh, fan of Trey Anastasio of uh, the band Fish. Okay, uh, yeah, another great jam band. You know, band, yeah. uh, you know, building my pedal board and rig and everything I use.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I try to replicate everything he has because I really? love that sound. Yeah, you know, I don't necessarily try to sound like him. But, you know, you know, it's the effort of, okay, I I got the bits and pieces of what I think I like, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, you know, what, at the end of the day is what you have to do when you're trying to find your sound. Okay, I like a little bit of, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Bill Evans, I like how he plays and how he phrases Mm -hmm. chords, even if I'm a guitar player, it doesn't matter if he plays piano. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I like John Mayer, Pat Metheny, all these little things, oh, I like how he, you know plays certain notes or you know articulates certain things Mm -hmm. and phrases you know you gotta you gotta just pick everything and and pack it all together and you know it's like building a snowman
0: (laughs) you know you just gotta grab
1: snow from everywhere and you know you you're pushing it and putting in one thing
0: yeah but building a snowman's easy i mean it's
1: uh Maybe, but it melts.
0: this snowman <laughs> takes twenty yeah. years to make that so it's a little different
1: uh when you're a little kid and you have to roll up that big ball of snow oh, yeah, I guess at that time out. it's
0: a little different,
1: it's, yeah, yeah, it's tough, but when you yeah. get older and you get bigger, it's easier, so right. you know, uh but you're always growing with music, and yeah you know, even new music now, I know there's some people who don't uh necessarily like where the music
0: industry or yeah, I know, don't really sound like' it. Is going. Yeah,
1: there's some great stuff out there. There's I know it's some tough. Music.
0: It yeah. is. It's tough to figure it out. And like I have, I have good friends of mine who actually Nate, I, I believe knows. I think you know the two Beach Bunny, right? Yeah, yeah. You've heard of yeah. them, yeah, yeah. So, um, that's another thing that they're kind of. I mean, they've like their next EP. I think it's the EP that drops on November 30th. It's like not gonna be the same type of music that you've always listened to from them. It's gonna be more punk, which is weird. Awesome. So it's like, it's great. But at the same time, it's like now is the biggest fight for artists and newer artists as far as identity goes. And that's where the whole fear of um, classification goes and genres go, because as soon as you get classified under a genre, it is like hell trying to escape that categorization and just do whatever you want. Like that was the prom with John Mayer, like Room for Squares. He was, he was scared to death that, oh shit, I'm gonna have to play this music my whole life. Acoustic pop, this sucks. And that's the only reason he came out with the trio, you know, is Mm -hmm. the whole, and where music is today. I mean, I think that that is the toughest thing right now. Unless, unless you're a new artist who's going to play pop music and have three chords, you want a Grammy every year, but it's like trying to adjust to where we are now as a society, it's tough. Like, it's not the same. Like, there's no rock music anymore. I don't know how you feel about that. There's I mean, there's, there's rock it's crazy. Music. Well, there is. I mean, but it's like you have to, before, like, it was it was just played. Every, now you have to dig for it. Like, Greta Van Vliet, like, they right. last album they came out with is 2017, I think. There hasn't been anything since. Um, see, I don't know if we would know because yeah. they probably wouldn't even promote it because it's, that's just where we are
1: there's There's good music for sure uh there's some good pop music um yeah. Leanne LeHavis. Never' she's a great artist, oh dude
0: mm-hmm. I know see up. and she's that's great. the thing i need to I need to find new stuff I like, that's the thing too like it's not I don't know perfect example. I think there was a an award show last night or two nights ago where I think Justin Bieber won in the category of rock yeah, that I don't know. I don't know. Like, just, I never thought I'd see that day. Um, BTS won in a category of pop rock. I don't yeah. understand that.
1: Um, who's the... Uh,
0: I can't think... He, he's... Um, Post?
1: No, no. You're getting warmer, though.
0: Oh, uh, Jonas Brothers, they won pop rock now.
1: Um, uh, he played
0: um, Tommy Lee in the dirt. Oh, God. Oh, MGK. Mich- no, uh, Machine M-G-K. Gun Kelly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. who it is.
0: Yeah, NPGK, <laughs> yeah. um, Machine Gun Killer, yeah
1: Yeah, he, you know, put out like a, I don't know what kind of music you would call it. I guess. Yeah. Punk, I guess. Yeah. You know.
0: It worked, I it, guess.
1: Yeah, and it, it is what it is. There's, you know, there's a lot of good music. You just gotta dig. You know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of uh, artists that just come out of nowhere. King, uh, mm-hmm. King Princess, she's awesome. Look, yeah. look her up.
0: I have to look great. up all these. I've never heard of any yeah, of them. Yeah,
1: man. Some great music. That's well, how do you there. find it?
0: Is it just like put on Spotify, put on Pandora, and just let it play?
1: Sometimes that's how it happens. Uh, you know, listen to your friends. Yeah. If they say, hey, I really like this. And mm-hmm. Be like, all right. And put it on I'll the car. And it. if it
0: doesn't click, okay. But, but when it, it does, does, it's the best fucking feeling like of the world, dude. It's, it's not, great. Like, it happened to me one time. There was a singer songwriter, um, and I'm ecstatic because he's coming on my show, um, and that's the best feeling because that was a situation. We had a friend who uh, put on his Instagram story like a couple years ago. He Goes, hey, check out this guy, Stu Larson, crazy good singer songwriter. I listened to his, one of the songs. I go, oh, this dude's good. And then as soon as he's like sent me like the hey, do you like it? I said, I fucking love it. I listened to every album of his in that same day and right. like i cover his songs all the time and now this is the craziest feeling like i cover every time i'll do an open jam every one of every every open jam there's always one song by him that i cover and then getting to talk to that person that you have literally played their music nonstop. stop that's like that's the coolest feeling for me. Like, I can't wait for that opportunity. But that's the thing is, yeah, if you listen to your friends, sometimes you get lucky, but very rare have I had a moment like that since. Like, but when it happens, it's like, this is the greatest day ever.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's some cool new artists. Uh, the War mm. on Drugs, uh, The National, um, you know, a lot of folk artists mm. are very good nowadays. There's some yeah. great folk that's that's you know happening
0: yeah have you ever heard of field medic no never heard you have to check him out um he 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 tours a lot with uh beach bunny actually um he's really it's it's like it's like modern it's like bob dylan almost but his name is field medic he's on uh that's what it is on instagram he's really 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 good yeah, I, I think that's cool, though, to see this new age type of music, like the the older music, like coming back, like, look at JS and Daria, like he is like a, he's like a re, uh, what's the word? Um, a new age Bob Dylan, in the sense, you know, yeah. this kid literally coming from a different country, moved to Minneapolis only because of the fact that his hero was born there. And he's like doing the same type of music, but it's all, it's all his own. It's insane. It really is.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's all going to come in full circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's great, you know, people say jazz is kind of dying. Eh. And I don't know if that's necessarily true. You know, funk's not dying. You right. Know, folk's not dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's out there. You got to find it. Know, Fusion isn't dying. Snarky Puppy mm-hmm. is out there killing it. Um, The. Oh, man. Uh, Corey Wong. I don't know if you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, dude No, these are
0: all Wait. names that like I'm just going on. Uh-huh, like I don't know any of them.
1: <laughs> dude, seriously look up some of these guys because they're gonna take over the music industry soon. Yeah.
0: You know now what what kind of music is he? Is he a funk?
1: Uh, Corey Wong plays with um, uh, The Fearless Flyers. Yeah, is that's is the one too. Nate Smith, who plays drums, um, Joe Dart, I think plays bass.
0: Okay. Yeah, this guys. is all new stuff.
1: Oh, dude, these guys are tight, tight. Okay,
0: you're gonna have to send me all this, all this yeah, stuff because, like, it's I've never, I've never heard of any of them. You're gonna have to go back and them. listen to this. Yeah, yeah, I feel like an asshole, so hopefully, no, you can then listen. <laughs> no,
1: I'm gonna be the person who's your friend that's gonna say, "Hey, yeah. go listen to this," and you're gonna go, yeah. "Wow!" Really? i
0: to be like, "Hey, I want to talk to that guy. He sounds cool." Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah man. It's there's, funny. there's so many cool artists that are just, you know, undiscovered. But yeah. like they're discovered it's just not super mainstream you know yeah
0: I, I think a lot of the issue is too and you see this i hate using this analogy because there's there are some that whole you still have that kid at home in high school is trying to become a rapper type of situation but you know he's 25 or 30 years old and he still hasn't left that dream or yeah the sad thing is there are a lot of that not with just rap but all music genres mm-hmm. the sad thing though the biggest barrier is finance Oh, yeah. and that's a sad thing. I mean, I've seen shitty rappers, but have the most state of the art world class production. And I have friends um, who I just go, Oh, my God, if he had this, everyone in the world would know who he is. Yeah, but it's the whole financial barrier thing that 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 puts people in that position, which sucks too.
1: Yeah, sometimes you just got to be in the right place at the right time. And, you know, for me, (laughs) I'm hoping someday that happens where somebody's like, all right, let's give them a chance, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, everybody's time will come if it's Mm -hmm. if it's due. And even if it's, you know, even if it doesn't happen, uh, that's that's, you know, why I said I play for myself. I you know I do want to go on the road and play for people, you know. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but you know, it, it always comes back it takes to, time. You know, yeah. yeah play because you love it, not because mm-hmm. you want to make a lot of money or because you want to be famous or because you want people to hear your songs. Yeah. That's great. But it comes after the fact, you know,
0: Yeah, you gotta, you'll, you you'll, really got to be, you got to have the self love first. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll crash real quick if you, if you try to please, uh, people instead of pleasing yourself first. You literally, you'll kill yourself in that process, which is horrible. But that's the thing is like, like I released one single and it's kind of super cheesy. I don't know. Like I, I did it, which was kind of cool, but it was like, I'm not, I'm happy with it. But at the same time, I'm like fearful of other people's view on it. But the crazy thing is like, when you, like when you put out an original song on Spotify, you could see all the analytics and breakdowns of where people are listening. I don't know what happened. I never p- promoted it over there at all. But for some reason, Panama is the number one country that's playing this. I know I did not, like, geographically promote it anywhere. But people in Panama, I guess, love it, which is – it's kind of comical. Like, you got Panama in double digits, and then you got the United States and, like, minus – like, I, I don't know. It's just kind of stupid. Like, I don't understand how that works. But that's the cool thing for, like, newer musicians. You know, you kind of gear your. You know, you can gear like if you, you know, eventually later down the line play a tour or something, like you could kind of pinpoint. Where you, and I think that's the coolest thing is to, to figure out where people are listening. Um, big question, why? A lot of the times, too. It's just, it's just wild. Yeah,
1: I've never even thought about that. That's funny that you brought that up. I yeah. didn't even think about any of that.
0: Huh. Yeah. Cause I had a friend who <laughs> they screwed up big time on this stuff. They on Facebook, you can like target ads and stuff. Um, yeah. And they screwed up and instead of doing Philadelphia, they targeted because they were doing an East coast tour. They instead sent a $2,000 paid ad instead of Philadelphia to the Philippines. So, <laughs> so after about a oh, month you know. of this ad running, they looked at the insights on Facebook and the analytics and they go, dude, fucking Philippines is hot right now. Look at all these likes, these views, these streams. This is insane. And they go, well, What about Philadelphia? They go, oh, man, there's like nothing. They go, What happened? They go, Oh shit. So they ended up they it was a strange, they yeah. played like fifteen shows on the East Coast and then they went to the Philippines for like two days. Just seas of people. Like that's insane. Like that's 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 the wild thing about today is like you, you don't have to, you know, just play in places and hope people will you know you'll find people. They're finding you. I, I just thought that was a funny thing. They played every show on the East Coast, and then they went to like the Philippines for like two days. and just seize of people like guestless, maxed out. Like, like what do you like? You don't even understand World what we're here, saying. Yeah. yeah, it is very strange. It's but, weird.
1: It yeah. yeah. But you know, it's it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Music's crazy how it you know how it happens and how yeah. people hear it.
0: Sometimes it just you know it just comes happens. out of nowhere. It's like great. I'm glad it happened that way. Yeah, for sure. Now, if you had to Kenny, because I always like to to wrap stuff up with this, because uh, it helps me. And then I've you know usually sometimes even bring them on. Five artists out there right now that you haven't mentioned to me bef- in this conversation at all. That we should know about. Now, remember, this is it's, it's the Monday Morning Blues. It focuses on rock, okay. blues, southern rock, jazz, anything like that. Funk. I'm even throwing that in here. So, like magnetic funk, Ryan Cooper, um, Nate, and I, uh, Ryan's girlfriend Anna. I would even consider that type of music in this kind yeah. of category. So, five artists out there right now that fall into any one of those categories. Okay. Go that we uh, should all know of.
1: In in no order. No order. Gonna, I hate okay. the
0: whole order thing. That's all bullshit. All right.
1: I, I I have I have some stuff on my phone because I, okay. you know, I was preparing. Not, okay. it, yeah, it no, like you number one in that. no particular order. Alan mm-hmm. Stone. Okay. Okay. Alan Stone is somebody I've, um, I I kind of discovered mm-hmm. just just randomly. I don't Random. know. I saw somebody say you know, post something, you know, that mm-hmm. they saw him in concert. Alan Stone. Right. Great artist, super okay. you know bluesy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, number two, uh, Jeff Beck. You
0: know. He's okay, I think we all know him. Yeah.
1: yeah, we all know, but you know, some people don't really listen to his
0: music. Right.
1: And he's and he's probably one of the most underrated um, sure. guitarists out there. Oh yeah, for,
0: for sure. sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, three would be uh, Stephen Stills.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Of, uh, I, I know him. Stills Crosby, Nash. Stills and Nash, Yeah.
1: Right. His background is super,
0: you know, um, you know, super roots, super yeah. roots music, you know, even recently not to, not to intervene, but he's, right. he's in a band right now with Kenny Wayne Shepard too, called the rides that they haven't put anything out in a while. The last album came out in 20, I think 12 or 13. Um, it's kind of a quick sidebar, but when, yeah. It was. It's. I think it's Barry Goldberg and Stephen Stills and Kenny Wayne Shepherd. It's a trio. It's called The Rides. And really? there was only yeah. Um, there's one other person that they thought of asking to join, and it was John Mayer. But the thing is, John was having throat surgery. Is right before Born oh, yeah. and Rays yeah. came out, and so wow. he had vocal surgery. So Stephen Stills said he wouldn't do a band. If he if he didn't have Kenny Wayne Shepherd or John Mayer front it this blues trio that he did it's a power trio he goes there's only two people that would ever make me want to do this this trio and it's Kenny Wayne Shepherd or John Mayer it's kind of cool.
1: Okay. Number four,
0: right?
1: Yeah. Ah, uh, one. Uh, yeah, four. Four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me explain this when I say it. Okay, go for it. Miley Cyrus. Okay. Her music You're gonna yeah, have to walk
0: going, me down here. Yeah, me. No, I'm joking. Yeah, joking yeah. I'm joking, I'm
1: joking. No, no, I will. Um, no, she's good. Her her music is insane. Yeah. you know, the country, mm. southern rock roots mm-hmm. that she comes from is awesome. Her and yeah. her little sister, Noah, are yeah. amazing together. They no, they good. play some cool stuff. Um, yeah. that's I you know, she did a cover of zombie, you know, by the cranberries. Amazing. Knocked it out. Oh, I
0: saw it. it was at Whiskey a Gogo. It fucking killed it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She she does a great job. And I think people need to kind of, you know, bring her back into the public eye after all the, you know, the pop star stuff, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. All that stuff was still good. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm afraid to say number Go five because there's, well, I don't know yet.
0: Oh, <laughs> I'm, okay. just,
1: I'm kind of looking. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't know uh, where he comes from, but the guy is really great. Uh, okay. Lat Dolly, I've never heard name. of it. Okay, this guy's a good listen. He plays um uh, the B three organ, and then okay. he plays uh the clavinet, but it's a whammy huh. clavinet, so it's it's almost like a guitar. In the sense that the pitch goes up and down, mm-hmm. it's this big bar that sticks out of the clavinet, mm-hmm. and you know it's played like a piano, but it's right. you know it's it's a whammy clavinet. Mm-hmm. The guy's really great. He he did a cover of uh, Spencer Davis's uh, "Giving Some Lovin," hmm, and he writes all of his own music. Yeah, the guy's a little older, uh, but I think he's a, a road dog. But he's a mm-hmm. he's a killer killer cat. The guy's you know he's going to be a big face in the music i
0: hope i hope all yeah. these people except i mean we, yeah. we all know who jeff beckett steven stills are miley cyrus but um, right. yeah we'll see what happens but, i mean but
1: i didn't know that he was with um steven stills was in that other band and sometimes yeah. people get disconnected from you know what these people are actually doing you know mm-hmm. they listen to the hits they listen right. to you know love the one you're with or you know whatever mm-hmm. Sweet Judy Blue Eyes, you know, right. Crosby, Stills, and Ash, but then they're like, sure. oh, what is he doing now? Mm-hmm. You know, and people don't, you know, people kind of get disconnected from that stuff. Right. Same thing with Miley Cyrus, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. I get that. But that's, so um, no No explanation, just run through the breakdown again, one through five. What were they? Just quick rapid fire so people know.
1: Uh, Jeff Beck, um, Stephen Stills, yep. um, Alan Stone, miley mm-hmm. cyrus and uh uh L- L- Ooh. how do you l-a-c-h-y okay D- d-o-l-e-y lachydoli i think
0: it sounds like chocolate or some shit <laughs>
1: maybe it is <laughs> I don't know.
0: but yeah great great music all those books. awesome Awesome, man. Well, hey, Kenny, I appreciate you doing this. Dude, man, it's it's
1: great that you're doing this. And I'm glad, yeah. you know, we're getting an outlet somewhere.
0: Something to do, right? Something to, to like, not look... Like, the whole pandemic's, like, super depressing, but this is... I started this just as kind of, like, an outlet to, like, be hopeful. Hey, music will come back, maybe. I don't know. We'll see.
1: No, it will. To give it two years. Ah, oh, dude,
0: that's too fucking long, man.
1: No, I don't think so. I think it's going to be slow. <laughs> you know it will eventually happen i think in april now that we know what's happening Mm. there'll be music festivals and you know the park the parking lot you know driving stuff but we didn't have that this year because everybody didn't know what's happening everybody shut everything down in april you know march and april and we didn't have a real summer Mm. of music so i think people are going to be more prepared People are going to say, all right, more outside gigs. That's mm-hmm. it. And I think it's going to be a lot more productive than it
0: was. <laughs> so We'll see what happens, man. Well, I appreciate it, Kenny. This has been great. Thank you. Yeah, bro. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. That was my interview with Kenny Portolicello of Run Forest Run and his group, the KP3 Trio. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You guys are the best. Be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes, follow us on Spotify and iHeartRadio Radio if you haven't done so yet. Send me an email or my girlfriend Emma, aka assistant and manager for the show, at uh, the Monday Morning Blues at gmail dot com. If you got something directly for me, just send it to Christian at the Monday dot com. Something for her, Emma at the Monday Blues dot com, and one of us will do our best to get back to you as soon as possible. With our crazy busy schedules, we will somehow make it work. But, uh, yeah, you guys are the best. Stay tuned. Next week we will have John Mayer's guitarist on the show. That is Zane Carney. And he's also Avril Lavigne's and many others. His uh, band Carney, he, he had out there. Just, uh, he does so many different things. He did Broadway with Spider-Man. I mean, this is, I, I can't keep up with him. Uh, it was such an honor to be able to talk to him. Uh, beyond thrilled to have had that opportunity. That interview is actually up right now on his Twitch. Though uh, we did a video interview. I've never done one of those before. A live one. I'm I'm not a fan of live interviews because if you mess up, you can't fix that. So um, if you want to see an unhinged Christian Hansen interview, you can go check it out at Zane Carney TV on Twitch. Link will be in the description for that as well. That's all video, so it's me and him on video the whole time. It was kind of fun. Um, But you will see his episode audio edited and stuff on my show, The Monday Morning Blues, next week. So stay safe, be well. Until then, keep the blues, rock, jazz, and southern rock music alive and well.